Okay. So I'll talk a little bit, uh, a little, like, some like Hasidus light about, uh, about tefillin. Tefillin is obviously deep, you know? It's, it's nothing, nothing about it is simple. So I'll do a little bit about tefillin. It's found in this week's parsha. Uh, two, two different times the Torah talks about tefillin, actually. So it says, we, two of the parshas of there in the tefillin are mentioned in this week's parsha, and the other two, Shema and Bahayim Shemoah, only are taught later in the Torah. In fact, that's the, the Rajvah actually has such a kasha. It says that if a person wears tefillin with only three out of the four, they're not yotze. You can only wear tefillin if you have all the four parshas of tefillin there together. So the Rajvah asks him, and he says, what in the world did Klai Yisrael wear? What was their tefillin when they left Mitzrayim? They didn't have Shema and Bahayim Shemoah. It wasn't taught to them until the end of Moshe Rabbeinu's life. He gets all busy with it, and in a sense, he said, until they had Shema at the end, these parashas of Kaddish and Vahayi Kviyacha were the whole Shema. Their only Shema was those two parashas. So it was only later on when the new generation, who were distant, a little bit more distant from the actual Exodus, they hadn't been there themselves, they hadn't experienced this. This is the next generation towards Moshe Rabbeinu at the end of his life. Then we have the introduction of Shema and Vahayim Shema. But at this point, it's so fresh, it's so powerful, that just Kaddish and Vahayi Kviyacha uh, were able to suffice. So I want to talk about the head tefillin, that the name of the head tefillin. So what is the, the head tefillin are called totafos, right? We find that in the second parsha. It's actually not used in the first parsha, but in the parsha of Ahayak Viacha, the Pasik says as follows, Vahilakhalaos. I'm sorry, that's the next, that's the first one. Vahilakha, the second one, and then Vahilaosayatrafos Beninacha. So what does the word totafos mean? So the Gemara says what an interpretation, tefillin, it's called tefillin. Ashim shim arba batim kriyum totafos. Because there are four different compartments, they're called totafos. Because tat, in the language of kafi, is shtayim, is two. And pat, in the African language, is shtayim, is two. So it's actually a mind-boggling thing. Hashem uses two words that aren't Hebrew, sticks them together. They're from two different languages. They each mean two. It would be like saying, dos tre. I'm sorry, dos two. Dos two would be totafos. Okay. That's Totafos. That's exactly what it is. I take two random words in different languages that mean two, stick them together, and then it gets two and two and it equals four. It's a very, very bizarre concept that the Torah does that. But that's what Totafos means. It's, and that's how Chazal Darshan, that you need four separate compartments. However, Rashi gives a simpler interpretation for what it means. He writes from his Rebbe Menachem. Menachem was someone that Rashi quotes whenever he's giving like a literal shot, a simple reading of something, he quotes Menachem. So Menachem Chibro... So he quotes a pasuk in Micha, and the pasuk vehatev in that context means to speak, and letotafos means matters of speech. They should be matters of speech should be between your eyes. Altatifu, he gives another one. Altatifu, which is a pasuk also from from Navi. Lashon dibor, which Rashi says means a lashon of speaking. In the first parsha, when it mentioned it, it didn't say to speak. There it just said Elizikaron. It should be a reminder, mental, some rem- like something in your mind. But here the Torah is saying, no, there's speech. Whoever sees them tied between his eyes, Yizkar Hanes will remind him of something. It's the catalyst for speech. So it's kind of like a moment where everyone sees the tefillin and they're like, what's going on? And it's a topic of conversation. So tefillin in a weird way is meant to be a conversation piece. A conversation piece about what? About Hashem, about Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim, about the glory, about Kavod Yisbarach, all of those types of things are totafos. They're totafos because they bring out speech. 
That's the essence of the word totafos. And if you think about it, it's very powerful. Because the Gemara says, um, we, we actually learned it in the Dafyomi, it says, that all the nations of the world will see that God's glory is upon you and they'll be afraid of you. So the Gemara says, what in the world is this a reference to? What did the, are the non-Jews going to see at, about us that is going to instill fear? It's the head tefillin. The head tefillin instill fear. It's what causes all the whole world to recognize the pride of the Jewish people. Why is that? Well, the answer is because the tefillin, again, are a conversation piece. It's a recall of the fact that there was an exodus. It discusses the exodus. Anyone who sees the tefillin says, well, what are those weird black boxes? Oh, they're the special Jewish boxes that talk about the exodus. What's the exodus? Oh, God did all these miracles for the Jewish people. So Totafos is Jewish pride. It's all about the Jew is able to express himself with pride. And in a sense... We really are strict from this in Gullus. It's mentioned that in Gullus, a person is not supposed to wear their tefillin out in the street publicly. So in Eretz Yisrael, even for example, a person can go out and they want to go on the street wearing your tefillin, you can do. In Gullus, it's already brought down in the post game that it's discouraged. It's discouraged. If you, let's say you're at home and you're walking in the street, you shouldn't walk the tefillin with your tefillin in the street. Not because, you know, it makes anti-Semitism. That's not even so much the point. The point is a little bit different. In Gullus, it's not the time that the Jews show their pride. Maybe it has roots with anti-Semitism, but that's not specifically the point. The point, the sensitivity that Chazal are portraying is that the Tzvil and Shabarosh are what the world sees and they talk about. They talk about the greatness of the Jewish people. That's totafos. A Jew has to feel secure. A, feel, a Jew has to feel proud to be in that surrounding where they're able to put on the Tzvil and Shabarosh, where everybody sees the pride and the conversation piece of the, of the Jewish people. Just to say a little bit deeper about why the Tzvil and Shabarosh are so powerful. It says in the Pasuk that they're supposed to be they're supposed to be between one's eyes. But the Rabbanon come along and they make a drasha that it doesn't actually mean between one's eyes. It means in the cerebral area. It means in Abkenegad HaMoach, where the brain is. Now it's a very, it's really a rabbinic drasha. It's not the literal pshat. And you know, if you had a stuki or something was reading the psukim, they would bind it and put it right here between the eyes. What's the depth of something being between the eyes or the depth of something being by the cerebral area? So the depth seems to be, Rav Tzalik writes, is that it means that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when if you, we want to show the symbol of our body that shows our pride, it's always our head. Jews pride themselves not with what they see, but with what they're able to think. And this is an amazing concept because if you compare it to other civilizations, other, other global civilizations of the world who have had so much based upon sight, they've tried to build empires based upon things that can be celebrated in terms of visual activity, visual celebration, some great paintings, whether it's some great uh, construction, great buildings, great architecture. The Jews have always not cared that much for all of those things. It's never been for what we've been able to see, but it's been what we know with our knowledge. It's been what we imagine, the way we yearn, the way we're able to have tenacity through the fact that we know something else is going on in our head. To be able to see one thing and not care with what you're seeing because in your mind you know you, that there's something else. Ramaral writes that's really the essence of Geula. The essence of Geula is to see reality and not to define reality based upon your eyesight, but to define reality based upon what's in your mind. And the Jew lives with mind a lot more. It's a very, very strange thing, but it's powerful. So Hashem even tells us, But if we know, Chazal are telling us, Hashem can't mean that literally. It can't mean that means between our eyes, that it's only what, what is in front of what we see. That's not where our Jewish pride is. Our Jewish pride is It's what we're able to work with cerebrally. What we're 
we're able to achieve on an intellectual level, what we're able to imagine in our creative capacity of our minds, that's the way that we mean connected to our Kaddish Baruch Hu. So that's the power of the concept. That's why Tefillin Shabarosh is what scares the, the nations of the world so much. They see the Jews, they recognize that they're connected to Hashem, and they recognize that Hashem trusts us to put them not right, right by where our eyes are, but to put them where our minds are. That our Kaddish Baruch Hu turns to our minds and he says, that's where you've got it. I've created you with an intellectual connection. And every time you sit, you're stimulated, you learn Torah, you think about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you're elevated in a way that no one else in the world is. That's something that actually instills um, the fear in the rest of the world. So that's very powerful concepts of totafos, all in the expression of speech, of reaching out to others, of instilling fear in the world through the Tefillin Shebarosh. However, when you get behind all that rhetoric about the power of Tefillin Shebarosh, if you work backwards to the first parsha where it spoke about Tefillin, and the first one, Kaddish Liko Bachar, there it doesn't say the word totafos. So there the Pasuk writes like this. It says, It should be a sign in your hand. A zikaron. What's a zikaron? A sign, a reminder. It's a reminder between your eyes. It's a reminder that Hashem took you out of Mitzrayim. And the question is, after you get that whole lesson of totafos and the power of Jewish speech, the power of pride, the power of Atfil and Shabarosh is our expression that we're connected to our Kaddish Baruch Hu. So what's this zikaron business? It's like a zecher. Zecher seems to downplay the whole thing. And that's, it's interestingly enough, that's even the first one that's discussed. So which one is tefillin? Is tefillin meant to be totafos or is tefillin meant to be zikaron? So in Hasidus, they explain like this, that in the first parsha, it says, Vayomer Moshe el ha'am. Moshe spoke to the am. What does the word am mean? Whenever you see the word am, the Zohar says, am is milashin omimos. There are different types of coals. There are coals that are glowing and there are coals that are amimos. Amimos is described in the Mishnah and the Gemara as dim. A coal that's not burning bright. The one that looks like it's dead. The one that looks like it's already burned out. If you stoke it, if you come along and move it around, it may ignite further. But the way that it is, it's am, it's dimmed. So the people is like the basic core people. People who may have fire inside of them, but they're not shining right now. It means like the regular, the common folk. People who aren't on fire, so to speak. People who don't seem to have the passion, to have the ability to give over in their tefillin. Not people who are wearing tefillin out of a great sense of pride. People who are trying to go around and telling to somebody else why it matters for them to be a Jew. The Jew is actually suffering. The lower of Jew. The Jew is suffering to remember themselves. Am I worthy of being, redu- of, of being redeemed? The Jew who's searching for connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And then the tefillin shabarosh can function in a completely different way. For the Am, the tefillin shabarosh can function Simply on the level that it's a zikaron. It's a reminder of something that is there. And in a sense, what the beauty of the duality of the Tzulun Shabarosh being both a zikaron and totafos is that it's a dual level. On the one hand, there are Jews who are, are on fire and they're, they're giving off so much. And they're totafos. They're looking for expression. They're looking for means to express the beauty and the pride of Judaism. So that's totafos. And we go, then people see us and they see our tefillin and it's meant to instill fear. But then there are so many Jews who are just struggling, struggling to maintain connection, struggling to maintain that they're connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and that Hashem is, could redeem him at any time. When they put on the totafos, for them, it's not an expression of speech. It's an inner sign. It's a sign that I can believe in redemption the same way that the Gula happened. Hashem is reaching out to you and he's saying, hey, 
you, no matter what level you think you're on, are you on a lower level than your ancestor was in Mitzrayim? Your ancestor in Mitzrayim was on the 49th level of Tumah. He was on the lowest of the low. He was also dim. He, in a moment, had a flash of Gula where he was elevated. You too can put on tefillin and have a zikaron, a zikaron, a reminder, an inspiration that you can also feel something, that you can also have redemption and to grow with it. So that's an extremely powerful idea of the, the way that tefillin functions in a way that's so different from Tehotafos. So we actually struggle. And if in a sense, if you want to connect it to that, as we said, the Jew in Israel versus the Jew here in America, in America, as we said in Gullis, we, don't, we aren't supposed to wear, be wearing our tefillin outside on the street. In Israel, you could. In a way, that idea is more metaphoric of the exactly this duality. There are times, there are contexts, there are places in the world where tefillin are an expression of our pride, where we're bursting with, with natural energy when we want to speak about what the tefillin are all about. But there are other times when we're almost embarrassed of our own tefillin, and we don't want to wear our tefillin in, in, in public. And you know, you think about the times that you put on tefillin, you almost have to hide them, right? You're almost embarrassed of it, and you don't know what to make of it. Well, then it's the exact opposite. Tefillin can also be a zikaron. They can be simply be a reminder to yourself, a mental thing that you stay connected. There are always different types of people and different types of even situations that we go in and out of in our own life. There are times that we are meant to express. There are times when we simply need a reminder. We simply need to feel connected in a certain sense. How many times are Hashem's names mentioned in the tefillin? 21. Or 21 askaras. The, the Gemara says you always have to touch your tefillin. The Gemara learns it from the tzitz. The tzitz only said Hashem's name once, so if tefillin say Hashem's name many times, so then you certainly always have to touch your tefillin. The Ramah makes a point of saying that there are 21 times that it says Hashem's name. So if there's number 21 must be important. It can't be just something that doesn't mean anything. Why is it specifically the number 21? So the, 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 the Meshachachma already points this out, that the gematria of Ehyeh is 21. Ehyeh is the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem comes to Klal Yisrael and they're in Mitzrayim when they feel distant. They don't believe in Gula. They don't believe they can grow. They don't believe they're worthy of being taken out of Mitzrayim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes and he says, The message Moshe comes with is that there's a power of Ehyeh. And then sometimes it's Ehyeh, Asher Ehyeh. That you have two types of tefillin, each one have 21. But what's the power of the name of Ehyeh? So Ehyeh, and the most simple thing, the, the Rebbe from Lublin used to say the most simple idea. Ehyeh means the ability of a person to say, I'm going to be different. I'm going to grow. Ehyeh, I will be. Not I am, but Ehyeh, I will be. I will evolve. I will grow. That simplicity of what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is coming to us and saying, Ehyeh, Shalchani Aleicha means. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying to us, the reason you're going to get out of Mitzrayim is through the power of Ehyeh. The Kayach of 21, of the number of Ehyeh, of being able to say that the way I am now isn't the way I'm going to be. The power of saying I'm going to grow, that itself is the way you get out of Mitzrayim. So Mitzrayim is the pain. Mitzrayim is all the senses when it doesn't feel right, when you don't feel the worthiness of it. Putting on tefillin says, I know that even though it doesn't feel so strong now, and I don't think I'm as connected or worthy of Geula, Ehyeh, I can grow, I can evolve. Ehyeh, Asher Ehyeh is the deeper level. Because what did the Gemara say? Why does Moshe say Ehyeh, Asher Ehyeh? Hashem comes along and he says, not only are you going to say Ehyeh and get out of Mitzrayim, but there's going to be future Gullises in the future. And in the future, you're also not going to know if you're going to get out. You should say Ehyeh then as well. That's what the message that the Gemara and Brachos said on Davtas. 
So then Moshe Rabbeinu says to Hashem, these people aren't going to want to hear about the future Golas. Die them for the Tzorah that they're in right now, they're in Mitzrayim. So why bother telling them about a future Golas? So HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, you're right, you know what, just say Eya, just say 121. But when we put on Tefillin, we put on Eya, Asher Eya. We have two Tefillin. Why? What's the Nakuda? Because Eya, Asher Eya, what was Hashem saying? You have to know, what, or Hashem didn't know that they were not going to want to hear about the future Golas. But the point is, is that Hashem's saying like this, that you're going to get out of Mitzrayim, but you're going to fall again. You're going to say, I'm going to evolve. You're going to say, I'm going to grow. And you're going to be redeemed because of the Kayach of Eliyah. But then you're not going to stay up high. You're going to fall right back down. You're going to get into another Golis. But the same Eliyah will come back and pick you up again. That's the Kayach of Eliyah, Asher Eliyah, what Hashem is trying to tell us. Do the people want to hear that? No. We don't want to hear that. We want to focus on the situation where we are now and just say, mentally, it's too much for my brain to handle. I'm in a tough spot right now. Eh, yeah, I'm going to grow. I'm going to evolve. But the real picture, the kayak that we have every time we put on two tefillin, with each one being an eh, yeah, is eh, yeah, asher, eh, yeah. That even if you fell, that you grew in life and now you've fallen back down and that's when you really get cynical because I'm done growing. I'm done with that. I'm not in Israel anymore. I'm not in yeshiva anymore. It's already back down. Asher area kicks in. Now you're in the second gullus. And in the second gullus, the Asher area is the extra dimension. That's the second to fill in. There are times when that simple reminder that you could get out of Mitzrayim and the way you are, that's the Zikaron Ben Enacha. So it's an amazing thing that the Kayach of Tfilin functions in both ways, but it does. It does have both. And obviously, if you add 21 plus 21, what is it? 42. What's the number 42? The shame of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, the shame of That is the lesson. The deepest connection to Hakadosh Baruch Hu comes from the duality of Ayesha Ayesha, from having both together. It should be a schos. Should be able to say chet all of them.